everybody, and welcome to Action Antidotes. Today, I'm Luana, and I'm your guest host. I've been a guest on this podcast for two times, and I was so happy when your host, Stephen Jay, that I will introduce in a minute, came to me to ask me to host this in honor of the 100 episodes of the Action Antidotes podcast. So I'm super happy. So here with me, of course, the host of the podcast. So welcome to the show, Stephen Jay. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, and thank you very much for hosting this uh, 100th episode. Yeah, I'm so excited. So now this episode will be about you. And so let's start about like, what's your background story? Can you Tell us a little bit about your life before you even like had this podcast. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. And I'm so glad because, uh, you know, after 99 other episodes to get the chance to share a little bit of, of my story in the podcast. And for anyone out there that's listening, that's like, okay, you know, I wonder if you have a story as well, or if you're just kind of, you know, showboating, not showboating, yeah. but, you know, telling everyone else's story. And my background is that I actually originally began uh, loving the weather and studying meteorology in college as well as graduate school because I recognized from a very early age how, you know, growing up in Long Island, how hurricanes, nor'easters, or even changes in weather where let's say it's March and one week it's really cold. It feels like it's still winter and you don't want to go outside. You don't want to do anything. So you're stuck inside. And then another week you'll get like another weather pattern. And it would be like, you know, in the sixties or seventies, we'll say 15 to 23 Celsius for anyone international out there listening. And that's like so much different of a, of a week and so much different of a, a life experience. And I just really mm -hmm. wanted to you know, understand those, the mechanisms, the scientific mechanisms of how that worked out. But early on in life, of course, I very much was, you know, what I refer to living by the script. I had kind of a little bit bought into it. I'd always suspected something a little weird. And I've always suspected that I was going to have to push against something, even from back when I was a teenager or, you know, 11, 12, 13, when you're first realizing what your true identity is. I always knew that something mm -hmm was going to have to be different for me than what I'm seeing all around me. But I didn't, I didn't kind of maybe come to the full grips of like, like every single idea, like the way I was being educated, the way I was learning that if you get the answer wrong, you fail the test and you fail. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. And now you yeah. have these like consequences was, uh, was not the way to go. So I did I tried to find like a more normal, typical career, uh, which for me was meteorology in the uh, insurance industry. And that's what I did for like the first five or so years after I left school. Oh, wow. So you started with that. And then what brought you like to change careers? I know you've had so many careers during your life and that's like yeah. beautiful because it really shows how you are like leaving the conditioning and following your truth. And that means evolving and changing. So like from like that first career, from the first five years, what made you like switch and let go of the script and then yeah. lead you to where you are now? Well, my career there stagnated a little bit. They moved me from one group to another. And when they moved me from one group to another, you know, it's a different boss, even different whole organ part of the organization. And as a result, it became like different standards, different setups, different ideas about like what matters to people. Right. And so like what I started to think about was 
why is it that you work hard in school, you get, you know, whatever your A's, you get your good grades and you try to do as best you can just to throw yourself into a system where some person who is higher up than you by title in an organization can suddenly change what you're doing aside from that, as well as, you know, what your people care about, what time, what your in office, out of office, you know, rules are essentially without even knowing who you are and how you work the best. And so this is like one of the things that I find a little bit suspicious about some of these really kind of larger organizations is that if you're kind of just entry level, for lack of a better way to put it, and you're in this organization, someone who doesn't know you is setting some sort of weird one size fits all policy or just moving you around and you're expected to just adjust to it. If it's a system that doesn't work as well for you, whether it be what your personality is like, what your circadian rhythm is like, whether you have kids and you want to pick them up after school or God forbid, actually spend time with them or (laughs) even like they would give you bereavement if like one of your relatives died. But what about spending time with them when they're while they're still alive? Like all this stuff started to like weigh on my head. And then I read this pivotal book called The Art of Nonconformity by an author named Chris Gillibo. And that kind of made me start thinking that, you know, all this stuff I've been feeling that there is another way and that maybe I should start experimenting with trying to see if there's essentially another way I can orient my life, uh, let alone, you know, not buy into this system because it just didn't feel like a good deal to just work so hard and become an adult just to trade your parents and your teachers for like a boss and maybe some other family structure that's telling you what to do instead. Like, what's that really accomplishing? Yeah. And as you said, like following that script that you didn't write. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, you are living the life or like the story of somebody else's that's not yours. So when you realize that, it's like, okay, I cannot conform here. And I have to like leave and go into a place where I feel I can be my own person because we live already in a society that tells us like to fit into this box or into this mold. But that's like not sustainable anymore and for our generation and the generation that are growing now that's something that it's not there and uh, yeah it's important to first as you said like realize okay that was a script that the society wrote for me but that's not my truth so exactly when you realize that what did you do like did you completely change job or did you started working by yourself or uh, What was your journey like? So it was a bit of a seesaw for a longer than I care to admit, because one of the things Mm -hmm. that happened was that we still have this need for money, resources, consistency and stuff like that. So I had a little bit of money saved up. So I went off my own. I did some traveling uh, a little bit, did uh, some journeys to Montana, South Dakota, Smoky Mountain National Park, looking for somewhat of the opposite of what I'd grown up with, but still like I hadn't fully embraced that the real opposite of where I'd grown up in New York would be like, you know, I don't know, somewhere in like rural Indonesia on like an island that's very lowly populated. You know, that would have been the true opposite. Yeah. Uh, A little bit more more pricey uh, as far as get there. 
And I just didn't have at the time, like a really viable idea. And I didn't understand what it was like, or what was required to have like a viable business idea. You know, my first idea was to um, do some sort of like uh, weather travel planning business or something like that. And maybe that could have worked. I guess for many reasons, I just didn't have what it takes to what it took at the time or what it takes now even to build a business and to build something really that could like sustain me on my own. So I wavered back and we were back into, you know, the regular job world this time in uh, data science for a while, which, you know, combined my interest in statistics, but that turned out to like not be a great fit for me either, because first of all, it was way too much time sitting, looking at details in front of a computer. And then it was also way more of a computer science type of field than I had thought. I had thought it would be like more statistical analysis. It was way more programming, to be honest. And not that I, it's just not for me. I'm not trying to throw shade on any particular path. If something works for someone, that's fantastic. So there was some wavering back and forth and back and forth between jobs and then taking some time to freelance for a little while. I did freelance data science as well as writing work for a bit. And uh, then I decided it was like about five years ago, a little over five years ago now, when I was like, you know what, I am uh, approaching this all wrong because I... I'm an extrovert. I'm an ENFP on the personality spectrum. (laughs) And why am I doing this the way everyone else is doing? What everyone else is doing is not working. Why am I trying to find work on Upwork? Why am I trying to find work on job boards? I should be going out there, meeting the community, getting to know people, finding some people that inspire me a bit, You know, maybe making the right connections. And um, that's kind of what led me to to learn a little bit more about what it takes to kind of try to build some things on your own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because as an extrovert, you need to connect with people in like face-to-face to to be able to get inspired even. And Mm -hmm. as a Sagittarius that you are to like, (laughs) with astrology, that's for you, it's to be out there. Sagittarius, it's an extrovert, travel, connect with people, so that you can learn from them and then you can like share the learning. So when was that pivotal moment that make you change and realize that and then uh, like made you start as well this podcast? So I had been doing this circuit for a little while. I had taken another, another couple of jobs that I thought would be a little bit different in line, kind of not your standard. And then I kind of had an, a spiritual experience Weirdly enough, I had the idea to start the podcast in 2019 um, before the pandemic happened when I went to a TEDx Mile High conference. And for those not aware, TEDx, so there's there's a TED conference. It's in Vancouver, Canada. It's the big one. It's really expensive to go. But then a lot of local groups in different cities form their own TEDx organizations, which are these independently organized ones. And Denver has one of the best ones here, TEDx Mile High. I was at a conference there and there's some really good speakers. It's actually really competitive to get in and you have to do like eight weeks of speaking coaching before you speak. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And I um, was talking with the other attendees and this is part of my whole, like, I'm going to get out there in the community as opposed to just looking things up online. And the people, a lot of the attendees, a lot of uh, millennial attendees, especially would tell me this different versions of pretty much the same story, which I summarized to say, these TED Talks are so inspiring. I'm inspired to 
to do what this person did. I'm inspired to try that or try something new in my life. But then Monday, I'm going to go to work. Tuesday, I'm going to go to work. Wednesday, I'm going to have dinner with my well-meaning but risk-averse friends and family. And before I know it, in less than a week, I'm going to be right back to that mindset of I'm stuck in this job that I don't really love and in this life that I don't really love. Yeah. And so I came with the idea. I said, what if I started a podcast where I interviewed people and had it come out you know, roughly once a week so that people can hear a story on a Tuesday, Tuesday's the day I release, and you know, have something you know, pushing them back in that direction, right in the depths of the week when people are experiencing the most pressure to think along the lines of, instead of thinking what's possible in life, what am I stuck with? So I sat on that idea for a while. It was just an idea and throwing so many ideas out in my head. But then 2020 in August, I went on a three-day backpacking trip and this was right in the middle of the pandemic. And that's when I had a, a spiritual experience that inspired me to actually do it, you know, do the podcast, actually do the research I need to do to figure out how do I record, what microphone do I buy, all that residual stuff and say, I'm actually going to put this podcast out and it's going to be called Actions Antidotes and, um, you know, 30 to 45 minute episodes. I think originally I was going for 20 to 30, but I started realizing that the conversations would go better if I did record a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. And I, for me, 20 minutes, I speak alone. (laughs) (laughs) Like I know you're an expert as well. So I think, yeah, when you have a conversation with a person, you want to know more. And, and so I can see like you put it longer, but yeah, that's amazing that like you had that spiritual awakening and that like I say, the intuition or spirit, whatever people believe came through you to make you like, okay, that's where give you guidance. You have to start this thing. And then after 100 episodes, I believe like it's changed you and yeah, it's like sure. transform you. So tell us a little bit about like the impact of your podcast, like how it shaped you and changed you and the people you met. I think yeah. it's like... A huge uh, change, yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing community. First of all, when I'm going out there in whatever, you know, startup week land, what I want to call it, any type of event, it's actually a lot easier to get to know someone by inviting them to be on a podcast than to just say, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm just some person you met and I want to grab coffee. (laughs) Um, So that, that ended up being a little bit easier of a way. But it also, I've learned so much from the podcast itself. So it's a, a big community of people. A lot of the people I've interviewed are are key supporters that, you know, help me, you know, on some of my other subsequent journeys. But also every conversation, you know, I'm learning something new. I'm learning something new about a different topic. And as I'm listening, as I'm listening to what people are saying, I've gotten to learn a bit more, even though I'm still terrible at marketing. I've gotten to learn a little bit more about health, fitness, general wellness, um, how employment, recruiting, I've gotten to learn more about astrology and <laughs> some of these other topics just from interviewing these guests and having these conversations and you know, just kind of taking in and, and listening and taking in all this information from so many different people with so many different backgrounds and so many different pursuits. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like having a conversation with people from different backgrounds, like doing different things. And it really like every person like gives you something that you take away 
from the conversation and you bring home uh, in your life. And uh, yeah, you had 100 episodes, so I'm sure you had so many interesting uh, moments or uh, so many like uh, good conversations as well. So do you meet your guests mainly offline and then you invite them to the podcast or do you meet them online mainly? So it's actually been a mix. It's been an interesting journey because people see, you know, podcasts, they see a podcast on on LinkedIn and some other sites and will say, hey, I see you have a podcast. Can I learn more about it? And then when I see their background, I'll be like, hey, you know, you would be a good guest. Or even though some have blatantly asked like, hey, I'd love to be a guest in this podcast. I'm looking for it. But I've also um, met a lot of people offline. And so it was a big community center around Denver where I live where I've, you know, interviewed, I'd say maybe about half mine have been local and half mine have been elsewhere. And most of my elsewhere have been people I've met, you know, online through one venue or another. And then also one of the things I've gotten a good number of guests at is just introductions. The standard introduction email of the day, I think, is you email two mm -hmm. people and then you say like, person number one, and it was good doing lunch with you blah, blah, blah. I want to introduce you to person number two. This is their pursuit. Person number two, this is why I think person number one will make a good connection. And through getting emails like that, I've met probably about maybe a quarter to a third of my uh, eventual podcast guests as well. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yes. Yes. Because you can like give referrals to other people and you can get referrals to get new guests on the podcast. And One thing that I would like to ask, because I know like maybe some of your listeners would like to start a podcast or it's on their plan. So what will be one thing that you would have wanted to know before you started the podcast? Like what could be your advice that looking back, you can give to your past self or to the new people that want to start a podcast? Yeah. One of the things I would definitely think about a little bit is the ultimate goal of the podcast. Mine kind of took shape a little bit in that my goal was to inspire people to live the life up to their dreams, to use one of your <laughs> quotes, to live to think about their lives, to be actually take action behind what they really want to do. But I had a bunch of other kind of secondary benefits as far as forming a community, getting, you know, supporters, people that will, you know, hop on panels with me or do other things, you know, look at my content and everything like that. But I think it's a good idea to kind of really have that ultimate goal of what you want the podcast to do in mind. Because one of the things is if I had been a little bit more true to this is my goal is to reach people, well, then I should have put more effort right from the beginning in figuring out how to reach people other than handing out my business card, my podcast, and putting it on a few sites and putting on LinkedIn. Marketing is not easy. Marketing is something people go to school and get degrees in, learning sales, mm -hmm. advertising, marketing. So because there's so much about human behavior, we all have so much stuff that we need to think about every day. We have so many junk emails, for lack of a better way to put it, of people just randomly promoting some product that you never thought about and it's all competing for your attention. And so something yeah. needs to get that through no matter what you're building. And if I had known, if I had been like way more focused on my goal is to reach people because I want people to hear these stories and I want people to be inspired by them and take action toward their own dreams and their own lives, 
then that would have been a much higher billing than what I had put it right from the beginning. Okay, so what I hear you say, it's really to have a specific like mission or goal before you start the podcast. So then you know what are your action steps to take and build and grow your podcast. Okay. Yeah, if your mission is to build like a portfolio, then you're going to focus way more on quality and you're going to put more energy into Mm. editing out every little thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so... We have like take a like look at the past. Now, can you tell us where are you now? So what you are up to, what are your goals, what are you working on, your uh, life experiences, like where you're at, basically. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of weird because I have so many different goals. Like, like I almost <laughs> sometimes envy the people who have one goal and they're like, oh, I, yeah. I want to 5X my business. And that's all they're working on. And that's it. And they laser focus <laughs> on it. I've never been the person that's been able to do that. So unfortunately, I've been doing a lot of things. Um, first of all, I got my full-time job as a product manager, which is actually a really good field for me after a few changes, because mm-hmm. that's kind of got a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit, as well as kind of understanding more of the big picture about how companies work and stuff like that. So I've been enjoying my engagement for just under a year now with a company called Mitigator. I have this podcast, 100 Episodes. When I think about marketing for my other pursuits, I'm going to think about how to market this and how to solidify maybe a little bit uh, the relationships I've built over the past two years with these 100 episodes, because that's 100 episodes. That's probably a little bit over 100 people because I have a few with multiple guests and and obviously um, two guests have come on twice. So roughly 100 relationships there. And then I have a new business pursuit called Reclaim Your Time. This one, um, one of the problems I've been moved to address for a long time is how much time we've come to spend uh, kind of wasting in front of screens. I don't want to say wasting, but it's not the best uh, use of time. How much time people spend scrolling through social media, watching Netflix, letting it play and play and play, or Mm -hmm. checking a website, checking email way too many times. And I just don't feel like it's been really healthy for humanity, especially from a mental health, psychological perspective. Yeah. And um, so I'm trying to get that out there. And then I'm also working quite a bit on myself, on my my personal journey uh, to make sure that my own life matches some of the things I want. I am being an extrovert, Sagittarius, being a social Hmm. person in this particular era is always going to be a little bit of an uphill battle because the easiest thing to ever do is turn the TV on and there's so much battle in just getting people out sometimes, getting people to come to events, getting people to hang out as opposed to just the easiest thing, especially those of you know, a lot of introverts in your life that are like, I don't want to go to the party. I'd just rather, you know, stay home and, and chill and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm trying to balance all that out as well as travel, getting into nature and also work on some things I've learned about myself through things like human design this is an offshoot of, of astrology as well of understanding, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. This is how I was meant to work. And these are the things I need to work on as far as I think the biggest one in that is trusting my instinct, which yeah. oddly enough requires less screen time because you're not distracted <laughs> all the time yeah. being able to be like, and then having an instinct and saying, okay, instead of second guessing it and then never doing anything and ending up in this loop of thought, 
just I have an instinct. And even if it's something dumb, like my instinct saying I should go to Waku's Tacos for lunch, which I'm probably going to, but like just <laughs> oh, like let that idea. instinct. <laughs> yeah, just let that, but let, you know, trusting the instinct. Yeah. That's like the main thing from the, the astrology, human design, know yourself standpoint that I'm trying to work on right now. Yeah. And like the thing that uh, I don't like people put out there about instincts, it's that you use it just for a big decision. But no, there's a thing that I've learned as well in my personal growth. It's to trust even the little things like what you want to eat for lunch today or uh, what do I want to do now? Do I need to work on, I don't know, my podcast or do I have to go out and spend some time in nature? So this is very important as well. And what's your human design energy or I don't so, know, yeah, profile, so, as they call it? Yeah. So there's there's a main one, which is I'm a, I'm a generator. Oh, generator then, makes sense. And then there's all these discussions, again, the details about like three lines, four lines, six mm-hmm. lines and stuff like that. And um, it's actually quite consistent with, um, you know, my my birth chart about like seeking truth and trusting instincts and yeah. needing to be out and about and need to be out and about like in nature in front of people in real life and stuff like that. Yeah. And generator, it's really as well that leader quality that you have uh, within you in your birth chart as well. And for you as well as a Sagittarius, like seeking the truth is so important. And I feel like even with this new endeavor, it's really for you, you are seeking like out. Okay. So what's the like deep core of the problem of this problem that everybody has otherwise we are lying because now in the era of social media who is not there spending so much time on tiktok or whatever platform linkedin or email as well like we are all like guilty of that and so i think that this new excessive like use of screen needs some uh, some handling what made you start that it's because you felt like you were so much on screen or because you see the people like not wanting to participate or something like that yeah so kind of the pandemic brought me over the edge with that and i started the pandemic doing kind of like what everyone did and i'll just say like getting drunk with my friends over zoom that's you know i think <laughs> yeah, march april may of 2020 we all did that and then we learned what zoom fatigue was i don't think that was a term until like maybe sometime in may when we were two months into it and all starting to realize like wait a second <laughs> this doesn't work and then i started excessively like like weirdly enough trying to like convince people to meet me up like Oh, we'll meet at the park and we'll walk six feet apart from each other. And, you know, or or we'll all sit in a circle and we'll all sit six feet apart. Did they say like two meters in, in the rest of the world or something like that? Yeah, two meters. Sorry, I don't remember one and a half. Now I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I think like between yeah. one and a half and two meters, you had to stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Apart. I actually remember, oddly enough, a tweet I made. And I don't even, my Twitter is deleted from my phone and I don't even go on it anymore. But Right at the beginning of the pandemic, I said, I remember typing on Twitter, this is a perfect manifestation of this era that we have a disease that forces us to stay six feet apart from each other. It seemed like it was exactly what people wanted. We were already kind of drifting apart from each other. The loneliness, the isolation was already an issue. We already had the anxiety, suicide, depression going up, violence of other kinds too, all that mental health stuff. 
And the, the pandemic just kind of like took what, you know, was already up 100%, up, you know, two to one and raised it another 500% or hmm. whichever. And I was like, oh my God, you know, is the point. I've known this. I've known this is a problem ever since the first time back in like 2010, when I would go out to the bars and someone would be sitting there staring at their phone the whole time instead of interacting with the people and looking like this can't be good for humanity. I'd known for a long time, this isn't the way it meant to be. And I was like, I need to do something about it. I made my own calculation in 2022. I said, you know what? I don't want to spend half my waking life in front of screens. So if we have 168 hours per week, we spend 56 of them sleeping. If you get the right amount of sleep, and let's be healthy in all sense. That's 112 left. Divide that by two is 56. I want to keep my screen time below 50 hours per week and managed to do it. I had to make a few adjustments. Luckily, we've already had the tracking, the screen time tracking available on our devices, thanks to the the wonderful work that uh, Tristan Harris and the Center for Humane Technology has done to, to kind of force Apple's hands on giving us those screen time measurements and giving us those mm. Apple, the tracking and the app limitations. Um, Tristan Harris is definitely, um, you know, one of my heroes on this particular journey because the, all these technology, you know, platforms were built purposely to be addictive. Yeah. But it was kind of like, okay, I know what I want for my life. I know this is not natural. And this feeling that, you know, we're kind of going in, in the wrong place, um, you know, through all this like author slash singer slash bicyclist David Byrne put into an article, I think it's in the Atlantic in 2017. The one common thing about all of our technologies, whether it be social media, whether it be the the automatic tolling booths on the highways or the, you know, self-checkout, the grocery store, the one common factor about it all is that they all took a situation where you would interact with another human being and turned it into one where you interact with the machine. Wow. That's, yeah, that's definitely something that like culminated with the pandemic, but it's something that was already there, as you see, as you remember from 2010, when at the bar you saw the people like being on their phone instead of interacting with other people. So yeah, I'm curious to know, like, first of all, well done with your goal, because I think that I'm so far away from that (laughs) yet, but it's something that I'm aware of and I want to like cut down at least now that the summer is coming here for me it's a good time too because I love the sun and I love to be out in the sun so that's a good way to start this journey but what about your new like program can you tell us a little bit about it like you yeah what is uh, for who it is and yeah well, it's taking shape in a few different ways. My first uh, iteration of the program actually is an online course, which is a little mm-hmm. bit odd. People have told me it's ironic, but I'm trying to do a mixture of meet people where they are and be yeah. on brand. So there's an online course with six stages at www.lessscreentime.com. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah, <laughs> a good, good web address. But also I'm experimenting a little bit going forward with different versions of the program because it's a really in-depth program because I went a lot through the process that I went through, which was like, you know, almost a year-long process to be honest. And, um, but I'm also experimenting with some, you know, groups as well as in-person events. Now, the limitation with in-person events, of course, they're on brand, is that they end up being 
you know, limited geographically, right? So like yeah. an in-person event, I'll have some for anyone in Denver listening, um, please, uh, you know, take a look at that website, give you links to both the in-person as well as the online course. And I'm trying to do that a little bit more going forward. But my hope is that uh, once I figure out how to like do like in-person workshops or in-person like kind of check-in groups, I think are the two most likely forms is going to take going forward that I'll be able to bring that to other cities. Yes. Yeah. That will be like amazing. Obviously online, as you said, you can reach more people which really needs this and its own brand because yeah, it's an online course and you are trying to cut down on the screen time, but at the same time, it's a tool that you give people listening from all over the world to be able to go through that journey that you went on and to really then maybe meet in person with you at one of your in-person events yeah. <laughs> that you will do in the future uh, for this. But yeah, that's super exciting. And uh, yeah, so I think like to wrap up here, can you tell Elise a little bit like where I know it's your podcast, but where people can reach out to you uh, and to like connect, maybe be a guest on the podcast or uh, oh, to yeah. support you? Yeah, for sure. So um, the podcast has a website, actions, A-C-T-I-O-N-S-Antidotes, A-N-T-I-D-O-T-E-S.com. There's a contact form there and that would take people to like my primary email address. But then with my new business, uh, I actually have a email address that's a little bit easier to remember and easier state. And that is uh, Steve, S-T-E-V-E, at lessscreentime.com. Yeah. And that's my contact for anyone that's interested in, you know, I mean, either way, I'm not going to be really picky about if you email one to contact me about the podcast, you email the other to contact me about the business, you know, whichever it is. But yeah, like Steve at lessgreentime.com is where all my inquiries about the business are going to be funneled to. Yeah. Thank you so much. And what's your last message for this 100 episode of uh, your podcast? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to anyone uh, that's been listening. I want to thank you to anyone that's listened to my story on top of uh, some of the other stories I've shared. Um, In this first 100 episodes, I hope that you've been inspired. I hope that everyone that's tuned in, that's listened in some capacity, has been inspired by at least a couple of the the stories. I know different people relate to to different messaging, different stories, different ideas. But uh, the main point behind all of it is that we kind of a hundred years ago or whatever you know want to call it formed a lot of systems that were very what i call one size fits all you know oh you work these hours of the day we all work the same hours of the day and we wonder why there's this thing called rush hour everyone gets stuck in traffic or we all supposed to raise our families the same way we're all supposed to orient our lives the same way we're all supposed to orient our relationships the same way and that that's not really the way it is as um you know, as you encounter whenever you're studying astrology, as anyone who's studied personality types, anyone who's looked into career assessments, anyone who's looked into leadership assessments, coaching, all the other mm-hmm. topics that we've covered is that everyone is different, everyone's unique, and that there's a story for you and there's a story for your your group, whether your group is your family, whether your group's your work group, whether your group is like the eight people you went on a 500 kilometer bicycle ride with, you know, it's like this, the same idea. It's like you have your own story. And so what works for you may be different than what works for someone else. And so 
most of our systems, most of our institutions that we have, there's a saying we have caveman brains, medieval institutions, and godlike technology. Most of our institutions were built around this idea of a one-size-fits-all solution for yeah. work, a one-size-fits-all solution for marriage, a one-size-fits-all solution for family, a one-size-fits-all solution for what's considered appropriate and inappropriate behavior, and the list goes on and on, and that that's not necessarily your truth. That just really represents the truth of a plurality at some point in the past, most likely around 100 years ago. And so as a result, yeah. uh, just kind of go out there and question what you see. If you hear a group of seven people all agreeing with each other, don't just reflexively agree like, think about it. Do I really agree with this? Do I really think what these people are saying are right? Or are they just all going along? And uh, the more people do that, the more we'll get new ideas and all be able to reflect our true selves in our lives and the way we live it, when we do what, how much sun we get, how much fun we get and where we travel. Yeah, exactly. Like, just think back to your own, like, I hope that this podcast and all your podcasts inspire people to come back to their own truth and stop following that script that uh, might not be written for them. So, yeah, yeah, I think like, first of all, congratulations again on the 100th podcast. And uh, thank you, everybody, like really for listening. And thank you for asking me to help you share your story, which I think it's so key because you are Part this is your baby, like I call yeah. my podcast is your yep, baby. Yep. <laughs> it's important to as well know about you and your story and when you're at. And I think so many people can uh, relate and get inspired by it. So yeah, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and thank you for Luana for coming on and uh, guest hosting this, so I could be interviewed on my podcast. Yeah, it was my pleasure. <laughs>